and I believe in history. I think that if we take time to look at those who came before us and what they learned, and if we could learn from that, I think our lives can become more harmonious and richer, and perhaps we're not fated to repeat the same errors. Welcome to the Chai Chat Podcast, solutions for empowered living, engaging, educating, empowering. Each week, your host, Tarun Puri, author of Finding the Guru Within, and Steve Harvey, mindset mentor to A-list celebrities and stars, bring a combined expertise of over six decades in mentoring, coaching, and inspiring positive solutions to the negatives which keep us stuck and unhappy. With a focus on solutions versus problems, in each episode, they discuss topics relevant to the human condition, which challenge us from moving forward into positive growth and ultimate freedom. Through stream of consciousness, unscripted dialogue and inquiry, they provide practical, deep and actionable insights to support you in creating and living a happy, successful, fulfilled life. Join us each week and learn how to access your own inner GPS, your guru positioning system, which comes preset with all the solutions you need for empowered living. Living a life of ease versus effort is only a thought away. Let us show you what works and what doesn't. Hello and welcome. I am Tarun. And I'm Steve. And today we're going to talk about how to manage your energy and not your stress. Notice the stress I put on the word stress. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now, again, another huge topic. And um, something very um, close to my heart, actually, Steve. There's a program that I've been offering in the form of a presentation for be it an hour at an event or an hour and a half long, and which stretches into a seminar of two and a half, three hours, or even a day, depending on the venue and the need of the organization. Uh, And this is a presentation that I've been now uh, offering for probably over 15 to 20 years. And I have to tell you something, Uh, this presentation has been one of the most requested uh, of the multitude of presentations that I offer in a catalog. Uh, There may be 14 or so that are kind of in my top 14 or 15 uh, most requested, but somehow manage your energy, not your stress, regardless of the industry, regardless of the event, and regardless of the venue, regardless of where in the world, seems to be the most requested. So I hope we can do it justice today by having a little exploration of what do we mean when we say manage your energy and not your stress? It kind of sounds a little bit crazy because I don't know if you've noticed, uh, or maybe it's just me, it just feels like there's just even more and more and more stress in the world rather than less and less and less. Now, maybe it's just because this is where I live and I don't have a context of the ages, but I just feel that, um, especially over the last few years, uh, the, uh, the the stresses seem to be increasing. The uncertainty of and in life has just gone off the Richter scale. Have you found that? Yeah, I think, um, I'm not sure if it's increasing. I think we're becoming more aware of it. I think that's uh, the big um 
the big difference, you know, I think, you know, because of what's been going on in the last couple of years, we've been um, in lockdown and, and so on and so forth. And that's given us more time to become aware of what's going out there and to also become aware of what's working and what's not. And as you said, you know, as long as we're trying to manage stress, you know, we, we tend to, um, we're coming from treating symptoms versus, you know, like we spoke in the last episode about looking at the root cause of, you know, those um, so-called negative feelings, if you like. Yes, well, it always, to me, it always feels or appears that my stress is coming from outside myself, right? And so um, when I go onto Google and say, well, let me, let me find some direction on stress management, I mean, blows me away. What is it? Two million searches or something astronomical like that. So immediately I know that I'm not alone. And that term stress management is being so heavily searched for so long. And I don't know if it's being able to produce the results because in keeping with our theme here, what I've recognized over the years, and hence the whole idea of managing our energy and all our stress, which we will go a bit deeper into, is that is that the the every time I've tried to manage the stressor or the stress, um, it has created more stress, right? It has created more angst. It has made me feel less powerful or more powerless. It certainly hasn't been an empowering journey or a process. And, uh, and, and, and I've also learned so many different things about stress over the years. And, and again, we're talking about the word stress in general. Now, let's just explore the word a little bit, because I think sometimes it gets a bad rap. I don't mm-hmm. think that all stresses are bad. No. Right? Like, yeah, I know you're a, a musician amongst many things, and I love my music, and we both have guitars in the home. And you can imagine uh, that uh, a guitar that does not have enough st- stress on the strings, let's say somebody doesn't want to get too stressed, and so they've learned that they better not put any stress on those guitar strings. Can you imagine what the sound will be like? And then there's the other end of the spectrum where, um, like <laughs> yours truly, uh, we don't know when to stop, Right. We just keep on putting a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more stress on those strings, right? Until pow, they blow. And isn't that life often where we don't sometimes know where the healthy boundary is or or when enough is enough? And so I think that with the right amount of stress on those strings, we can have beautiful harmony, beautiful music. So... In the big picture, I'm certainly not saying that stress is a good or bad thing necessarily. I think that we need to be inspired. And like last time I was joking about, there's people that actually go to this place called the gym and they put stress on their bodies, (laughs) right? On purpose, right? In order to become stronger. So there's a certain appropriate amount of stress. it's really, to me, the trick is knowing uh, how or what or when. And 
how I came to the idea of managing my energy and not my stress, because, you know, my passion and my, my, uh, my focus in this life has been energy. Because to me, all of life is energy, and energy is used in so many different contexts. But I'm talking about that electromagnetic force. It's got electrical qualities and magnetic qualities. And everything is created from and of this energy, uh, including my thoughts. And so when I start to understand that we are energy and every thought is energy, very much like gravity. I try to explain to people that, have you seen or touched gravity? Probably not. But have you felt its impact? Okay. So it's an invisible yet very powerful force. Uh, it's, it's a quality that we live within and that are within and without are all created from. So what I discovered over time, and I just sort of a quick backdrop as to where I'm coming at it from, and then I want to know what your, what your thoughts are on this dynamic. I, I found that um, uh, I, I had a much better uh, chance uh, or opportunity for success with a lot less angst if I started to look at my thoughts in the form of the energy that they represented and whether that thought was creating more stress or less stress, especially in in relation to a stressor. Something happens unexpectedly. Somebody says something. Somebody does something. Somebody falls ill. Um, the market changes. Um, there's a storm. Uh, and, and the million other things that happen to us daily, okay, that we are trying to mediate reality in a way where we can feel safe and grounded and, 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 and you know, um, really able to function. So to me, on the very, very broad definition, what I have found and I would like our friends to think about is that what if I could manage my energy in the form of my thoughts, my feelings in regard to a stressor that I am perceiving as coming from outside of myself and that I seem to have no control over. Because to me, that's a stressor. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Yeah. Please tell me what you, yeah. what, what's your kind of spin on energy and stress and how, how would you okay. describe that? Yeah. All right, so... You know, there's there's no getting away from it. We're always going to have problems. Uh, it's just part of the human condition, or problems. You maybe want to call it stress. Um, but I think the approaches we've been using, if stress management worked, then we, we would have different results by now. That's but obviously, right. something's not working, right? And so, I'm a great believer that in order to create lasting change, we first have to create. a a completely different approach to how we go about making change. You know, there was a a very smart guy by the name of Dawson Church, PhD, and he did a a double-blind study a number of years ago where he divided people into two groups. And one group was led through an hour of a form of tapping uh, known as emotional freedom techniques. Oh, okay, uh, yes. Which, you know, something I use a lot. EFT, yeah. Well, the other control group was given an hour of conventional talk therapy. Now, here was the interesting thing. The tapping group showed an average of 24% decrease 
in the levels of the stress hormone cortisol, okay. uh, with some people experiencing as much as 50% decrease. However, the, in contrast, the control group, which received, received conventional top therapy, they only show the decrease or a drop of cortisol of 14%. Wow, that's significant. So they, yeah, so they were going about it from, you know, trying to manage the stress versus, you know, using emotional freedom techniques, which is a form of what they call energy psychology. Uh, okay. And they were going with managing their energy. And, the, you know, the results speak for themselves. You know, so when I look at, when I'm working with my clients, I use emotional freedom techniques a lot, as well as, you know, applied kinesiology. And the interesting thing is that the energy system in the body, you know, we talk about it based on traditional Chinese medicine, and it goes back, you know, over 5,000 years. Mm -hmm. And we see that there's actually 14 energy meridians in the body. And you can think of those meridians as a circuit, right? And each meridian is governed by an organ, and each meridian controls a group of muscles and a group of emotions. And so it makes sense to work at the level of the energy system if we really want lasting change. Now, a way I like to explain the energy system to people is if you come home at night and you flip the light switch in your living room and nothing happens, the darkness is a symptom. The energy system in the body works the exact same as the circuitry in your house. So you flip the light switch, nothing happens. Darkness is a symptom. And if you're like me, you try and you flip it again. Yes, of Still course. darkness. So yeah. now you think it, it must be the bulb. So again, we're conditioned to treat symptoms. So we change the light bulb, we hit the light switch, and still nothing happens. Now, if you're Scottish, you think, I've just wasted a good bulb. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so true. <laughs> so your next step is to go look in the circuit breakers. So you open the cupboard, and there, sure enough, the breaker's off. So you flip the breaker switch back on, you come back to the living room, you hit the light switch once again, the light comes on and poof, it goes off right again. Wow. And the okay. breaker, and the breaker trips again. Only then do we look and we've discovered that we've got too many appliances plugged into the one outlet. Okay. Well, those appliances represent life, physical stress, mental or emotional stress chemical or nutritional stress, and electromagnetic fields. And any time we bring too much, too fast, too soon into the body's energy system, the body's circuit breakers, which are the acupuncture points, they sort of switch off. And the energy flowing through the body becomes depleted. And we end up with signs and symptoms, back pain, insomnia, you know, irritable bowel, constipation, you know, anxiety attacks, high blood pressure. Yeah, these are all symptoms caused by a disturbance in the body's energy system. And so you were going back, you mentioned earlier on about managing your thoughts. Yes. I spoke about this in one of the other episodes there, that thoughts create a disturbance in the body's energy system, which then determines how we feel. 
and our feelings determine our actions and our actions determine our outcomes. Okay. But as long as we're only focusing on changing the action, again, managing the stress, right? It's, it may give us a, sh- a brief uh, improvement. Reprieve. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, it's not long-lasting. And I found that for lasting change, we need to go back and work with the story, the thoughts, as well as working with the body's energy system, bringing that into balance. And so that, if you go back to the analogy of our home, that means we need to go and remove some of the appliances that are plugged into that one outlet that's overloading the system. So we decrease that stress on the system, investigating the story, so to speak, while bringing the energy field back into balance, tapping on the acupuncture points or flipping the breaker switch. Now when we flip the light switch, the light stays on. It sounds so, um, I almost say logical or obvious, um, and yet it's, it's, it's not seen. You know, sometimes some things are in plain sight, mm-hmm. and yet we complicate things. Uh, because when we are having a symptom, we're in panic mode. We start to react, and we yeah. want to fix it <laughs> or have somebody fix it for us, right? And so we run outside ourselves again, rather than taking a moment to do exactly what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get still for a moment, get grounded, centered, and and do a survey of what may be the source of this darkness in the room, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and you're right. I mean, I'm not that much different. I don't want to waste light bulbs. And how much <laughs> do we... Spend on light bulbs and blow. How many do we blow before we finally go, wait a minute, um, maybe there's something else going on. So, you know, my kind of approach to uh, explain to my clients uh, the whole dynamic of managing our energy is one, and it's a question in my presentation that I ask at the beginning of it, in which I draw a big circle representing just a circle, the center, call it what you want. And then I just ask people in the audience, wherever I'm in the world, what are your typical stressors in life? Like, I try to get a survey to make sure that we're on the same page. And inevitably, no matter where I am, how sophisticated the audience is or, you know, what their background doesn't seem to matter Usually people say words like uh, relationship, so therefore family, uh, husband, wife, kids. Sometimes people even just say kids, right? That's a stressor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a health, right? Yeah. Uh, career. Finances. So finances, which brings out into money, career, uh, and, and um, security, you know, comes in there. Um, and uncertainty. So it's amazing that ultimately there's maybe four or five or maybe six base categories to the human condition that are looking to be satisfied. So I do this in the sense that I say to them, okay, look at all of these stressors you've talked about. I draw circles around them. So there's this big circle in the middle, and then there's these little circles, and I call them satellites. And I said, now imagine that these are satellites that are 
that are moving around all the time. And at any one given point in your life, you're having an issue with finance. Uh, maybe your career has had a shift and you're stressed over that and you're dealing with it. You, you, you know, step up and start dealing with it. And while that is happening, you have a health challenge that pops up. So it's like a balancing act. It's like a juggler. So part of your attention, your energy has to go to, okay, okay, better, better stabilize this while I'm looking after that. And let's say that you're doing pretty well and you're managing to kind of, you stabilized your health and you found some solutions and you think, oh gosh, that's great. Now I can relax. You know, the famous, now I can relax. And as you go to do that, <laughs> you... Something else pops up. <laughs> you turn around and suddenly there's this new satellite. You're like, who put, who, who, who put that satellite up there? Who who gave permission for this, right? And let, and it's a relationship issue. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be an intimate or a boss or, right? I mean, and now your attention is being called to doing that. And there's only so many of these situations that we can attend to. Juggle and juggle before we get stressed out. And I always ask the audience at the end of this, can you tell me what's common to all of these satellites? And obviously the answer comes to me. I, mm -hmm. I'm in the middle here. I'm in that circle. That's me. These satellites would not exist, but for me. Make sense? Yeah. So of course, one solution is for us to all drink Kool-Aid and end the show and then there's no more stress. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right? You know, yeah. if if there's no earth, then there's no satellite issue, right? But plan B, I think, is a little bit wiser, is that since I am the common denominator to all of these satellites in my life, these stressors in my life that seem to come of their own accord, I have no control over them. And so once I recognize that, and I recognize that I'm the common denominator, then I can begin to now look at that reality from a point of view that how can I change how I relate to them? That's, again, the inside-out approach. Especially when I know now very much that I have this inner resource called the inner guru, which has solutions pre-programmed for all that my life brings in front of me. See? Mm -hmm. And so that's where learning to manage my energy I think is wiser. I think it's more effective. Not I think, I know. Because that's what I have been doing and that's what I continue to be challenged to do. That as long as I go back to my energy it's it's where it works. So talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I think um, as long as we're trying to fix out there, uh, it, it never works. You know, and as you said, it's always, you know, from the inside out. And so, um, you know, how many times have we heard people say is, oh, just get over it. <laughs> you know, oh, just let it go. Yes. Well, if, <laughs> If we could get over it and if we could let it go, we would have done so. But as you mentioned it, but our thoughts being energy. Einstein said that. He said that all matter is energy, including our thoughts. But he also said 
you can't solve the problem with the same level of consciousness or thinking that's creating it. There needs to be uh, that's a insanity. shift. Right? right. That, that's insanity. Yes. So, I mean, I think he was a smart guy. <laughs> I know he was a smart I, I guy. Think he knew, uh, I think he knew a couple uh, of things. <laughs> yeah. And so, what if we actually listened to what he was saying and thought, okay, well, obviously my approach that I've been using to manage stress hasn't been working. So what if instead I try something completely different, a paradigm shift, and start to manage my energy instead? <clears throat> and it's amazing because the beauty of it is it doesn't matter how long it's been there. You know, years ago I used to do a lot of um, sports therapy, you know, with members of the Canadian national badminton team. Okay. And one of the yep. things that it, it used to always amaze me, I would think if you could be injured or traumatized in the blink of an eye, why did it have to take what seemed like forever to get over it? To Good recover? question. Good question. What if, what if there was actually an off switch? You see? And so, again, it's like, it, it doesn't matter how long an issue has been there. What if there was an off switch to switch it off? Just like the light in your house. It could be on all day. But when you know where the switch is, it's off in an instant. Well, if the human body has got the same system, the energy system built in, why does it take forever to go over things? What if there was mm -hmm. a, an off switch? And the off switch is by working with the body's energy system. And so I discovered many, many years ago that, you know, as long as we kept trying to manage the symptoms, we never really got lasting change. Or if we did, it took a long, long time to get there. Whereas if we changed the program by you know, bringing the energy system into the balance, then we would have more quicker results, but lasting results. You know, and it could be, you know, I've worked with people who have had a fear of heights, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And 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 after you know one session, uh, the lady ended up going paragliding. What? Now, <laughs> can you imagine if you were doing conventional talk therapy? Now, I just want to put it out there: I'm not bad mouthing conventional talk therapy by any nope. means. No. It has its place and it has tremendous benefits. But I'm just saying, if you were using a traditional top therapy approach, it may have taken a long time to go over that. However, by using emotional freedom techniques and changing the program by bringing the energy into balance, um, she was able to go paragliding the very next day. Within and, a day? She had, within a day. And the only that's reason it was within a day was that that's when the next appointment to go paragliding was available. Wow, or she could have gone immediately after the session. That's amazing. Uh, like, was, I mean, yes. Yeah, it was simply erased from the programming. You know, it was like taking a, a cassette recording. Or <laughs> and a what, Steve? It clean. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving my, my age away here. <laughs> you know, it's taking a, an MP3 recording and erasing okay. it. There you go. Or MP4, okay. you know, and... Um, yeah, so if the program changes, then how we feel and act and the results we get changes. So what you've really so, just spoken to is our theme, 
reset. You've just said to me, we're talking about going from reset to renewal. And you're saying to me, well, Tarun, it doesn't have to take forever to reset. Right? We we can reset in an instant. In other words, it's, it's like when we work with energy, we're not bound in time and space. Does that make sense? Yeah. That somehow the laws of time and space don't necessarily have to limit. Um, and isn't that sometimes what we call a miracle? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. why not? Why not? Why 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 isn't it not that um, <clears throat> since we are timeless beings, we are our true nature is soul, which is outside of time and space, and we are co-creators with creation. We're made of that same energy. And we've been given mm-hmm. uh, the ability to reflect upon the self and to question our own thinking, which is the critical underpinning of all of this, mm-hmm. right? So it's the belief system is what you're talking about here that I feel, well, um, this has been going on for so long. Um, and so therefore, it's now going to take doubly long to to fix it or repair it or resolve it. And your question would be why? Is that like, true? Wh- why? Yeah. Yeah. Is it <laughs> yeah. is it true? Right? Yeah. Uh, and and so what if I like that question? What if healing could be miraculous, instantaneous? Um, what if it could be a process of um, really finding and accessing and hitting the reset switch without the yeah buts? Because I can just hear it. I can even hear it inside myself. Yeah, but Tarun, yeah, but, yeah, but, right? It's it's immediately obvious how many yeah, buts we all carry. We need to change them to yes, and. Yes, and, yes, yes, and. I, I can honestly say to you, I don't know how, and, you know, that's okay, too. Because our inner yes, guru and I can is learn. the how. <laughs> and, yes, and I can learn, and my inner guru can be the how. Yeah. It's more about the willingness, I think, um, exactly. to consider the gift of another way. Yeah. Right. To consider, because when the mind is closed, uh, there there's no opening, in a sense, to another way. Mm-hmm. And so we become masters at maintaining the status quo. And then we wonder why we feel so stuck. Uh, and then I, when we feel stuck, we beat ourselves up for feeling stuck. <laughs> that's right. Okay, yeah. so that, that becomes a huge self-devaluation slide that we go on. Yeah. Okay, and, and we, we, we do the uh, could-have-should-haves on ourselves. And all the while, earnestly, we're looking to heal. But we are getting in our way because we're arguing with reality. You know, uh, I don't know if I should give it away because I'd love to present this manager energy, not your stress, to all of our friends out there. But about 15 minutes into the presentation, after I've had a little discussion around stress, and um, I... um, I ask a question because I'm very much of a researcher and I believe in history. I think that if we take time to look at those who came before us, 
and what they learned. And if we could learn from that, I think our lives can become more harmonious and richer and perhaps we're not fated to repeat the same errors. So I explained to um, our uh, audiences, our friends, that I've done a lot of research of the teachings of many of the masters from traditions from all over the world. And uh, be philosophy or religion or, or spirituality. And I tried to distill their teaching into one or two lines, just, just to get a sense. Because this question comes up often when I'm talking about stress. Somebody will always put up their hand and go, well, Tarun, that's really wonderful. Thanks for laying it all out. So is there any hope? Is there any hope? I mean, are we now doomed? Isn't this supposed to be about solutions, by the way? You know, and, and what you're telling me is stress, you know, is a fact of life. And I said, well, I'm not the only one telling you that. Every tradition that I've looked at and studied and reflected upon, meditated upon, considered, it has come down to one line. And it may be simplistic, uh, but it's uh, my little paraphrase of what I think I had to recognize in order to make the leap to start working more intimately with my energy. And the line is really simple. So I'll give you the first part of the line, which is the bad news. Bad news first, get it out of the way. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. So when I looked at all the teachings of the masters, the ancients, the wise ones, the avatars, uh, essentially the conclusion was that in life, misery is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that, how does it make you feel? Right? When you hopeless. hear the word, <laughs> hopeless. So yeah. you can imagine people coming to my event to be uplifted. <laughs> That's when the tomatoes come out and the eggs and they start hurling them, right? So in life, the truth is that misery is guaranteed. Now, here comes the good news, though, part two. While in life, misery is guaranteed, suffering is optional. Misery is guaranteed, yet suffering is optional. And who do you think that is up to? Ourselves. The choices we make in the moment. That's right. And those choices are based in our level of awareness and more specifically self-awareness. So my invitation here is that, again, let's take that journey without distance and and choose to shine the light within and start to expand our awareness of ourselves. And the resources, the energies, and the solutions that we do have available within us. One practice that I use is meditation. Mm-hmm. What, you know, meditation is, sometimes it becomes mystified or it gets made into something so out there. <laughs> but to the contrary, it's really not out there. And it's in there. <laughs> it's been it's in there and 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 really it's it's one of my definitions for meditation is to take time out to take time in taking time out to taking time in okay so that when i am in the process of managing my energy 
learning how to, it requires listening. And meditation is just creating an environment, okay? And I love to play with words. It is creating an environment where I can be present for a while and not distracted by the stressor, knowing it's there, I've acknowledged it. But my search for a solution is not out there, but in here. And when I still myself and I connect with my psyche, with the guru inside of me, and I ask for guidance, um, and I get still and I listen without an agenda. I'm open. And that process not only physiologically calms, and we know that there's a tremendous amount of research showing blood lactate markers and 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 blood pressures and all of these things and sleep and all of these things getting an amazing positive outcome right from meditating but i'm talking on the level of the mind the level of the emotions and then the level of the soul it is a huge energy management tool right that 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 i can employ and begin to use to learn how to access my energy and the solutions that reside within me so it's not it's 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 wonderful once we can start to understand that there's things called an energy and it's very real and that every thought that i have generates it broadcasts it's 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 a transmission into the world around me of a certain program which very dutifully manifests so when i reverse engineer that we're back to the mirror I don't think we can do any episodes without <laughs> the mirror. When I reverse engineer that and look at all that has manifest, including these stresses that seem to come out of nowhere and for no reason, which, you know, I believe cannot happen. I think everything, everything has a purpose and a gift even, even though I don't like it at all. And it makes me unhappy and miserable and angry and resentful and, and, and all those words. I am still present enough to acknowledge that somewhere this is part of my dance. This is part of my creation. Doesn't mean I have to like it. But once I accept that, understand that, then I can begin to go back within myself and tap in to that universal computer. And I think once you ask that question, what's the gift in this situation? It changes the energy instantly from a position of feeling hopeless to feeling hopeful. Absolutely, absolutely. Because my mind has said, I don't like it. Um, It's hard on me. It's causing me a lot of stress. And I'm willing to go behind it and and see the source. And I may surprise myself as to what may be a solution that I may have never anticipated because I never looked at it from that perspective. And sometimes it's a very little shift. See, I have this, I have this 
model that I talk about, the three A's. And the first A is awareness. So what we're really talking about here is awareness, okay? So um, awareness is so key because awareness gives me that opportunity to shine the light. Yeah. Yeah, without awareness, you're stuck. You know, that's the first, the first stage in moving beyond that stressful situation. Um, I mean, even in, in any 12-step program, they talk about admittance. You know, that is yes. the first step, is having that awareness. You have to admit that you've got a problem uh, and that you're open to discovering the solution. Exactly. And so how I do that is that I jump from awareness to the second day, which is attitude, which again, what we've been talking about here, when I talk about attitude, I'm talking about my thinking, my thoughts. Okay, so I, 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 I shine the light of awareness, I identify certain trajectories or patterns, and then I look at the attitude, the thinking. And when I can start to shift that out, then I can go to the third A, which is alignment. Awareness, attitude, alignment, the three A's. So when I can realign my thinking to the outcome that I'm looking for, which is less stress, more flow, better outcomes, more harmony, okay, more peace, then from the inside out, I've been able to, through my awareness, through the realignment of my attitude, my thinking, I've been able to realign. And when that happens, then I'm on that path to the outcome that I'm looking for in any situation, whether it's health or career or relationship or just life in general. So, so you're able like, to get unstuck and rediscover your flaw. Absolutely, uh, and in an empowered manner. Yeah, and a state of ease, and that allows you to navigate the change uh, a, lot, a lot less uh, with a lot less effort. <laughs> We're back to ease versus effort, right? Yeah. How can we create? Because I've opened to another way. And in opening to another way, um, uh, I have been able to choose the path of ease. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. I don't have any control of whether something is easy or hard. It depends on what is most appropriate for you. Whatever obstacles have been put in your path has been there designed, custom designed for you. Okay, the height, the weight, the width of the obstacle is <clears throat> is customized by your higher power for your learning and growth. And it's less about focusing on the obstacle and more about focusing on how can I master or gain mastery over the situation? How can I transform it from the inside out? Trying to move it from the outside in. Um, I don't know about you, but I've not been very successful in being able to manage stress. And I'm, apparently people hire me to help them with their stress. So maybe I shouldn't be saying things like that. They're thinking, wait a minute, Tarun, aren't you the stress guy? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm the stress guy. I help people get stressed out. Sure, you know. <laughs> but I mean, when people come to me um, because they're stressed, I mean, that's, you know, that, that is, and, and they're looking for solutions. 
So, uh, and I remember earlier on when it was very important to be able to be found on the internet and you had to use terms that people used and recognized. It was really challenging for me because I always referred to my tools as energy management. But, you know, I'm from Alberta. People who are looking for energy <laughs> management are in the oil industry and the gas, oil and gas. So people searching for energy management were looking for, you know, the company down the street that could <clears throat> drill an oil well for them, right? So again, and, and, and so people, so it was very difficult for me to market stress management when the very thing that I was saying was that stress management doesn't work comes back to energy management all the time, all the time. As I said, if stress management worked, we wouldn't have so many people on Valium and goodness knows what, right? Um, it's gone through the roof. You, yeah, it's gone through the roof. And it's, as you say, you know, over these last two years, it's become more um, mainstream. Uh, more people are speaking up about it. But I really don't know that it has changed or whether it's it's always been that way. It's just now there's people, have, it's almost like they've got permission to talk about it. Um, I, I have to agree. that Again, my statement, misery is guaranteed, was said mm-hmm. thousands of years ago. It was said 100 years ago. And it's still uh, being said today. The, 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 the illusion that somehow... Um, let, let me liken it to a university and perhaps I've entered into a master's program, let's say, and because I'm now a master's student, I think that I've toughed it out in the past and I've learned the foundations and the fundamentals and I've, I was an A student and I was an honor student and I was brilliant and okay, let, indulge me a little bit. And and so now, now that I'm going into the master's level, it's going to be easy because you know, I know my stuff. And uh, so I go into there expecting to have an easy ride. Okay. What would be the point, first of all? Right. And secondly, uh, that's quite delusional. Yet we seem to think that I can come into this university called Planet Gaia, Planet Earth, which is a huge playground for learning with certain lesson plans in hand, learnings to grow through in human consciousness. And why would I expect that they aren't going to be stressors or stresses? A teacher, a master, stresses the student by giving them tasks that are just a little bit outside their reach in order to help them to extend their reach and grow their awareness. See? So yeah. this is how I see the journey in life. So for me to bemoan the fact that there's so much stress in my life all the time and it just doesn't seem to stop and make that my focus totally victimizes me and disempowers me. So yeah, I had right? it put. I had it put a uh, lovely once, and it was uh, a master of martial arts. Uh, the student sees someone attacking them, whereas the master of martial arts never sees an attack. They always see an invitation to dance. Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> and so again, if you think of life, some people perceive life as attacking them, uh, and other people see as an invitation to dance. You know, and you mentioned about you know why would you not um, go through that journey for the master's program? You know, whatever, and and I think it's. You know, Bob Proctor likes to talk about goal setting and he says that most people are setting goals that they think or know they can achieve. Oh, okay. Lowest common denominator, basically, yes. Right, but really the goal to achieve is a big, hairy, audacious goal that say, I have no idea how I'm going to achieve this goal. But I know why, and I know that the universe will provide everything for me to support me on that journey. And I'm going to grow and evolve. And the person that comes out at the other end is a completely different person than the person who started it. That's Excellent. the type of goal that we really want to set for ourselves. And yes, will there be challenges along the way? You bet. But it's those challenges that begin to shape uh, who we become. And so if we can approach life from that mindset, and say, bring it on, because I know what my wished outcome is here, and I'm going to be focused on my wished outcome versus focusing on the problem or all the reasons or all the excuses as to why I can't do it. And you were that's a point you were making very poignantly about uh, the A-list celebrities and the million billionaires mm. and the quality you recognize in them. Yeah, right? yeah, that's a... Every day they are focused on where, what they want to be, do, and have. And every evening at the end of the day, they focus on what did I do today that took me closer to my goals and took me further away from my goals. And they eliminate the stuff that was distracting them and reset. And reset. Then, then started again the very next day. And so, you know, People ask me a lot, what's it like working with A-list celebrities and world champion athletes and stuff? And I said, believe it or not, they seem to vibrate at a different frequency. Interesting. That's a very interesting statement. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when like, you, and when you're in their presence, you end up vibrating at a different frequency. So you get to match their vibration, which, yeah. you know what, by the way, as an aside, they always say, you know, it's the company you keep. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I have constantly and consistently sought out those situations and those individuals that uplift me and challenge me. They're smarter. They, they, they have things that I can learn from. And I want to be in those vibrations so that I can uh, – I can start to uh, expand my awareness and learn from them. <laughs> so that's interesting. You said that, that you can literally feel a palpable energy that's different. And yeah. to be around them, it would be almost like you, 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 you hang out or hang around with people who have those kind of habits and aspirations. Then <laughs> how could you not join them? Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And and it's um it's so uplifting to spend, you know, if even the ancients said, I'll oh, we'll spend time at the at the feet of the masters, you know. And um 
Well, we don't spend time at the feet unless you're a reflexologist. That's um, right. <laughs> but but we just to sit in their presence and and understand, you know, what makes them tick. Yes. And I think, you know, really they're all great at managing their energy. Um yeah, so I think coming back to you know our topic of conversation, I think it, it's been the missing piece of the puzzle for so many people that they they have never heard of the concept, and then when they've heard of the concept, they don't know how to go about doing it. The how is so critical. I mean, there's so much out there that tells you what's wrong and 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 what steps and techniques, kind of what seven things you need to know, or five of this or eighty nine of that, but. Oftentimes, the how is missing, the practical uh, step-by-step how to begin to take those baby steps and then make them into not baby steps. And 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 the road to mastery, again, is really about um, removing those l- limits in our thinking, right? And, and, and yeah, just no. taking that step rather than thinking about it or overthinking it or, or over-planning it. It's just step let's just take the step and trust the inner guru to light the path for us see again it's about where do i put my faith and so looking at it another way uh you know often we work with a such a variety of humanity i know both you and i have um i i've worked um uh you know with with very very successful people with people who manage millions and millions of dollars in 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 portfolios and you can imagine the stress on them mm-hmm. and they work hard and they're driven and they have goals they have families they have kids they they care about them and and they work hard to provide a lifestyle that they feel is important and right through the other spectrums of every kind of humanities walk through my door and i offer a model for consideration back in this presentation on managing energy, not your stress, and I call it the the management model. And I say that there are three areas in our life uh, which could use uh, our attention and our intention and, and we could benefit from. And the question I always ask is, which one do you think is the most important, right? Yeah. And one of them is uh, money management, finance. One is time management, and one is energy management. And I sort of put a create, I draw a triangle, and I put these sides of the triangle. I love trinities, and I put out that question, and people think about it, and venture a few guesses. And what ends up happening is that it's really a trick question, and I think you're on to that because you're kind of a smart kind of guy. <laughs> and, and it's a trick question because I put it in this way. I, I, I tell the story of a typical Joe Blow life. Think about it. First, when we're the twinkle in our parents' eyes, and for the first nine months, we get to be in mommy's tummy and we're all look all our needs are looked after in mommy's tummy right and it's only at the end of that nine months when we're ceremoniously or otherwise kicked out i call that uh, no more womb service right <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> right 
So, happy so birthday for the restaurant. Right, what would be great? No more womb service, right? I love or, it. Or, or mommy's tummy. Mommy's tummy. Come on in. Return to yeah. womb service. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, and but at that time, we still, most of us, a typical life, we have those around us that will take care of us, right? And appropriately so. We learn uh, how to walk and talk and all of those things are important. But at a certain point in our lives, uh, we get to stand on our own two feet, so to speak, and start contributing and and earning, earning our way through life, okay? Maybe at age, it used to be age 16, 18, 20, nowadays it's 40 or, you're just kidding, right? Uh, so what I'm saying is at a certain appropriate time, you'd get some education, let's say, let's say you've learned some skill set, practical, um, and you start working and you start earning money. And what, what do we typically learn is that when we start making money, it's really important for the big picture that we learn how to manage it. For the first while, it's a free-for-all, right? It's like a kid in a candy store. But let's say that you were one of the lucky ones, smart ones, and you got a money um, a financial advisor, money manager, your grandfather or somebody. You know, you learned how to manage your money in a way that was going to carry you forward. And you work hard. You will find the next thing that starts to take priority is time. It becomes that much more precious because, yes, it takes time to make money. And so while you're creating that money uh, in life, your time becomes uh, difficult to manage. And so if you're, again, fortunate enough, you get a time management guru to come in and teach you how to manage your time better. Yep. So, so let's say that you put, put the skill set into place and you learn how to become a decent time manager. Maybe at this time in your life, you know, you have a vision that I'm going to make money and I'm managing my time and I'm working hard and um, I'm going to live the life maybe in five years, 10 years when I retire. I'm going to hike all over the world, travel, play golf every day. Uh, whatever your dream has been, because you worked hard earnestly, and you've managed yourself and taken care of your family and, and you know, been there for everyone in every way that's important and uh, made your priorities according to the time and money management model. However, from my direct experience of working for decades with individuals, professionals, otherwise, I have seen this story play out over and over. And even forget that, even through friends and family and observation, how typically does it happen that someone gets to that golden time in their life when they have the time and the money and they're now free to do what they want to do and play golf seven days a week? Or, But here's the, here's the clincher now. The energy management part of the triangle, had that been neglected, okay, then something physically, mentally, emotionally gives out because it's taken a lot of energy to do these other things. And if we did not replenish, if we did not meditate, if we did not somehow include that in the equation, if we didn't reset enough times, right, then the energy needed to have that life may not be there. In what form? Let's talk practically. So you're going to golf every day, but suddenly your knees 
give out. Okay. That's a manifestation of the energy management gone sideways. Okay. Um, or let's say you've been dutifully stashing your money in all kinds of secret places. And when it comes time to go and enjoy your life, you know, your Alzheimer's kicks in and you can't remember where you put it. <laughs> okay. It's a little extreme, but you understand something gives and don't just take my word for it. Many, Many years ago, I did a little research as to the insurance industry and the actuarials. These are the, the people who do all the statistical analysis when they have to insure people, life insurance. And, and they found that after the age of 65, for many professionals who spent all their time um, uh, you know, making money and managing time and money and not necessarily looking mm-hmm. after their energy, their well-being, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, it shocked me that the average lifespan post that time was 18 months. Wow. It wow. it shocked me. I couldn't have imagined it. Okay. And I think, wow, to have worked so earnestly, so hard for the American dream, right? That if I work hard mm-hmm. and I save and I do all the right things, um, that I will be rewarded. But my finding has been that if I do not have that third side to the pyramid of managing my energy and all these different things that we have alluded to, whether it's uh, EFT, meditation, you know, and then we looked at, we'd look at nutrition. We look at our thinking. All, all of these things are aspects of energy management. It's just that we go to the fundamental understanding that the source of all that we um, are dealing with is from within us. We might under, not understand why or how, or let me put it another way, uh, the solution to all that which has been ailing us is within us. And our uh, choice can be to go on that journey to learn how to, uh, it's like a treasure hunt, you know, how to how to connect to those solutions and yeah, how to manage our energy so that we can enjoy the fruits of our labor. Exactly. Let's enjoy the journey as yeah. much as the destination. Let's make yeah. it a quality of life, not just a quantity. And let's stop putting off life and living to the fullest because we have our idea in our mind that one day I'll have the time and one day I'll have the money. We'll talk a little bit more about this whole dynamic when we do the episode on going from success to fulfillment. I think yeah. it's a huge theme to be addressed. Yeah. But for now, in managing our energy, not a stress, I would like uh, us to really think about energy as the material that all of creation is made out of. It's an electromagnetic force. And as such, it has the ability to transmit and receive. And so... Where do I focus my energy? Am I being, you know, frivolous with it? Um, Can I learn how to take my energy, which might be a bright light, and turn it into a laser? Right? Same, Mm -hmm. Same energy. But man, if you can turn it into a laser, can you imagine the power that holds? So we're in our lives. Right now, do we need to manage our energy better? What can we learn? 
where can we look in that mirror to see where is my energy out of alignment, therefore creating the stress in my life? So I find that when I realign the energy from within, the stressors at least get downgraded, if not go away. Okay, And I become better at it. You know, and, and things don't get to me as deeply or as often. And, and so, if they do, they don't last as long. That's right. So that's the road to mastery, isn't it? Yeah. I remember a master telling me once, a Chai Chi master, that because I thought he was so amazing that he never lose, lost his balance. And so I said, wow, you're amazing. So graceful. And he said, oh, no, to the contrary, I lose my balance all the time. <laughs> But I regain it so quickly that it's imperceptible. Yeah. And that's how I'd like to fo follow through in life. I want those incidents of stressors coming my way to be uh, less and less harmful to my physiology. I want them to be able to uh, be taken in context and dealt with from the inside out. I want to relax. I want to react less and act more. Because when I act, I'm in my place of power. I'm grounded and I'm centered. Mm -hmm. Right? And that is a daily practice. And yeah. we'll only get good at it once we make that decision to start from the inside out. Who am I being right now? Who am I being right now? Where am I right now? What are my mm -hmm. thoughts? critical that we challenge every thought literally mm. and we'll definitely go down that road in another episode because there's a lot to talk about that but for now my friend I think um, it's time to perhaps uh, go and have a little meditation <laughs> and reset and uh, let our friends think about these things again looking forward to questions, comments, ideas, stories, really very looking forward to learning from each other. And uh, Likewise. And that I ask for everyone that the stresses in their lives for this upcoming year lessen or the impact of the stresses can be less harmful and that each and every one of us will turn around and find a healthy way through from the inside out. Because unless we do that, we will be into overwhelm, we will be into reaction, and we will choose self-destructive methods. And in those situations, nobody wins. So let's make a decision. Let's really make a decision that I'm going to go within and begin the journey. Go for a walk with yourself. Just be. Mm -hmm. Say hello to yourself and then listen to see what comes back. And it's magical. Mm -hmm. Fall in love with yourself. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So until we meet and again. And fall in again, love with life. And fall in love with life. What does that mean? Yeah. What would that look like? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it puts me into a very pensive mode. So I uh, look forward to our next episode. And Likewise. again, want to thank you. Yeah. 
always great. I learned so much and I'm going to, yeah. from now now on, I'll know how to um, um, not be so wasteful with my light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> I'm very environmentally oriented. So, all right, Steve, have a great rest of the week and we'll catch you Take soon. Take care, Take care, bye for now. We trust you found practical value in this podcast and will enthusiastically share it with others in your circle. And if you are so moved, leave us a review or write a post on social tagging hashtag Chai Chat Podcast and we will show our appreciation. Promise. Tarun Puri and Steve Harvey welcome you to join us for a Chai Chat at all of our live events and more. Connect with us with your questions, topic suggestions and reviews at info at chaichatpodcast.com.